0: Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about remote work. Lots of people work remotely these days, at least occasionally. And for many people, working somewhere other than their office from time to time, whether that's from home, or coffee shop, or co working space, can boost productivity. Today's tip is about how to negotiate such a flexible working arrangement for yourself. I study the annual American Time Use Survey when it's released each June, and each year, the survey reports that some high number of people do some of their work at a place other than their main workplace. Some headlines coming out of these surveys have touted huge numbers of people working from home, but this is often confusing issues. Many salaried employees who have laptops or smartphones send emails outside of work hours. If you email a team member something in the morning before you head to work, you are technically working from home. But it's not the way we often think of the definition, which is doing your job from a home office during regular work hours. As a long-time work-from-home person, I have to say there are a lot of upsides to working this way, namely, at home. My home office is set up exactly as I like it. The temperature doesn't make me freeze. I don't have to wear uncomfortable clothes. I'm not worried about people looking over my shoulder. And I keep my papers and desk exactly as I want them, without worrying about how it looks. No one stops by to ask me about some rant that's gone viral on Facebook when I am supposed to be working. Plus, no commute. This saves an incredible amount of time. Since I use some of this time to work, I probably get more done than I would in an office. Plenty of other people have discovered the same thing. But I know a lot of traditional types believe that the sort of work they do just can't be done remotely. Sometimes even people who think of themselves as bucking the status quo frown on remote work because of some research that appears to find that people are more innovative working together face-to-face. That was at least the reasoning Yahoo gave for canceling work-from-home arrangements a few years ago. But I think a lot of this controversy about working from home misses the point, because it comes from either-or thinking. Remote work doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's great to work with your colleagues face-to-face. People come up with all sorts of great ideas when they interact in person. I also think that in many knowledge-based jobs, five days a week is probably overkill. People need time for quiet, focused work, too. Plus, if you report to an office just to email and call people in other places, this is incredibly inefficient from a time perspective and an environmental perspective. For most people with knowledge-type jobs, the best choice is probably somewhere in the middle maybe working from home or a coffee shop twice a week and from the office three days a week. That way you can do focused work at home and collaborative work at the office. This is the best of both worlds. The question is how to get there. How can you negotiate the ability to work from home when you need to, or at least one to two days a week? As with most things, the easiest time to negotiate is when you've been offered a job but haven't accepted yet. In that situation, you might be best off acting like you assume flexibility is part of the package, but you just want to confirm it. In my last job, you might say, I found I worked best when I worked from home twice a week. One of the reasons I admire this company is its flexibility. So I just want to confirm that you're good with me continuing to work how I work best. Then see what happens. It might be good to get it in writing too, as managers can change. If it's written into your job description that this job can be done remotely half the time, you're in a much stronger position to push back on unpleasant surprises. If you're already in a job, this is trickier, but it can still be done. Look around and see if anyone else around you is working from home. If so, you've probably got good odds. Just ask your manager to clarify what her preferences are about this. You might learn that your manager really wants to restrict working from home to people who've been with the company for a year or two, so she trusts them. Or who've got top performance review ratings. If so, then you do what you need to to get yourself into the category of people who can work from home when they need to. If she's reluctant or if you're a pioneer in your office in this regard, make sure your arguments stay focused on things that matter to your manager. While your boss probably likes you as a person, your unhappiness with your long commute or your discomfort in business clothes or your desire to make a 5.15 p.m. Thursday yoga class is not really her big concern. Your boss fundamentally needs you to make her numbers. So how will your flexibility help with this? One option, if you know budgets are tight, is to ask to work from home regularly in lieu of an expected raise. The raise costs your boss money, while working from home does not. So that might seem like a win-win. Or you might take on a task that she's been having trouble assigning, If you work from home twice a week and you have a long commute, you might be able to start work earlier on those two days since you're not commuting. And you could use that time to take on the task that she was thinking she'd have to assign to a contractor. Again, win-win for everyone. If she's still on the fence, ask for a trial period, say two months. You agree that you'll work remotely one day a week for the next eight weeks and then check in to see how it's going. It goes without saying that you should then make sure the next few weeks are among the most productive of your life. Try turning in some really big stuff on the days you're working from home. You want to nip any concerns right in the bud. And if you are a manager and you're listening to this, I really hope you will consider rethinking what absolutely has to be done in the office and what does not. Yes, it can be slightly more challenging to manage remote workers than others, but if you're a good manager, this won't be a problem. Focus on results. When something goes awry when someone is working from home, it's generally not the working from home part that's the problem. It's the employee who's the problem. And that is a different matter that you, as a manager, need to deal with. If you need a numerical argument that flexible work can be good for your team, try this. One study found that people who had to work in an office at specific times could only work 38 hours per week before a significant chunk experienced work-life conflict. When people could work from home on occasion and work flexibly, this number rose to 57 hours a week. That is a full 50% more. Flexibility means you can get more work out of people, and yet you still look like a hero. You really don't have much to lose. So why not give it a shot? In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.